0: Hey everybody, this is Greg from Campfire Creatures, a show that takes you on an exciting adventure into the mythical and unknown. Our stories cover Bigfoot ghosts, folklore and other worldly encounters. So sit back, relax, or do whatever it is you're doing and enjoy the show. It was a cold winter night in the small town of Cedarville. The snow was falling heavily outside and the wind was howling like a wild animal. In one of the houses on the outskirts of town, a young girl named Emily was tossing and churning in her bed. She was having a nightmare, and she couldn't seem to shake it off. In her dream, she was walking through a dense forest, surrounded by towering trees, covered in snow. Suddenly, She heard a strange sound, like a deep growl coming from the depths of the woods. She turned to run, but her feet wouldn't move. She was frozen in place as she watched a dark figure emerge from the trees. It was a Wendigo, a creature from Native American folklore known for its insatiable hunger for human flesh. Emily woke up with a start, her heart racing. She sat up in bed and looked around her room, trying to calm herself down. She knew it was just a dream, but the image of the Wendigo stayed with her. She couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching her. The next day, Emily went to school as usual, but she couldn't concentrate. She kept seeing glimpses of the Wendigo in her mind and she couldn't shake the feeling that it was following her. She tried to tell her friends and her teachers, but no one believed her. They all told her it was just her imagination, that there was no such thing as a Wendigo. Emily felt alone and scared. She knew what she had seen, and she knew it was real. She couldn't understand why no one would believe her. She started to feel like she was losing her mind. She spent hours searching the internet for what could be tormenting her. What she uncovered was frightening to say the least. A well-known paranormal site called the Fear Frequency described the Wendigo as an insidious creature one that lurks in the shadows of dark forests and desolate wastelands. Its purpose is to feed on unsuspecting prey. It is tall and gaunt, with a skeletal face and a blood-red eyes that glow in the night, revealing a predator of immense power. Its body is covered in coarse white fur, while its elongated fingers have razor-sharp claws capable of slicing through flesh-like butter. Its humanoid form can be mistaken for an ordinary person if one isn't careful. The Wendigo's greatest weapon is its appetite. Its craving for human flesh drives it to wander the land in search of victims. It will stalk its prey for days, sapping their strength and vitality until they are too weak to fight back once it has them in its grasp the wendigo will devour every last morsel of flesh from its victims bones before letting out a chilling howl to signal the start of another hunt the legend of the wendigo resurfaces whenever people find themselves lost alone in untamed lands, as if to remind us that there are far more terrifying things lurking beyond our doorstep than we can even imagine. It is a cautionary tale used to warn against greediness, lest we become cursed by these same forces ourselves. As the days went by, Emily started to notice strange things happening around her. Objects seemed to have been moved in her room, and she would hear strange noises in the middle of the night. She started to become convinced that the Wendigo was real, and that it was haunting her. What Emily didn't know was that the Wendigo had targeted her for a specific reason. It was drawn to her because of a dark secret she had been keeping for years. Emily had always struggled with feelings of guilt and shame over an incident that had happened when she was younger. She had been out in the woods with Tyler and had accidentally started a forest fire. Firefighters and volunteers had to be called to put it out. Unfortunately, the fire had resulted in many animals being displaced and killed. As a nature lover, Emily had always felt responsible for the damage she had unwittingly caused. The Wendigo had sensed this guilt within Emily and had used it to its advantage. It had preyed upon her fears and insecurities, using them to manipulate her and draw her in. Emily had been an easy target, vulnerable and alone in her fears. One night, Emily woke up to find the wendigo standing at the front of her bed. It was taller than she had imagined, and its eyes glowed with a sinister light. Emily tried to scream, but no sound came out of her mouth. She felt paralyzed with fear. The wendigo reached out a hand towards her, and Emily closed her eyes, expecting the worst. But then she heard a voice in her head. It was a familiar voice, a voice she hadn't heard for over a year. It was her cousin, who had gone missing the previous winter. Emily, the voice said. It's me, Tyler. Don't be afraid. I am the Wendigo. Emily's eyes flew open in surprise. She couldn't believe what she was hearing. Her cousin? The Wendigo? It didn't make any sense. Tyler's voice continued in her head. I was lost in the woods, Emily. I stumbled upon the Wendigo and it possessed me. I couldn't control it. But I've been trying to fight it. I've been trying to find a way to release myself from its grip. Emily listened in amazement. She had always been close to Tyler. And the thought of him being possessed by a Wendigo was both horrifying And unbelievable. What can I do to help you, Tyler? she asked, her voice shaking. I don't know, Emily. Tyler's voice said, But I need you to be strong. I need you to fight the Wendigo. You're the only one who can save me. Emily nodded, her mind racing. She had no idea how to fight a Wendigo. But she knew she had to try. She closed her eyes and focused all her energy on Tyler. Emily opened her eyes to find the Wendigo standing right in front of her. Its breath was cold and putrid, and Emily could feel its hunger emanating from its body. The creature let out a low growl, and then Emily felt a chill run down her spine. Emily tried to back away, but the Wendigo grabbed her by the arm, pulling her towards it. Emily screamed as loud as she could, but no one came to her rescue. The wendigo dragged her towards the window, and Emily realized with horror that it was going to throw her out. With one last burst of strength, Emily pushed back against the wendigo. The creature stumbled backwards, giving Emily enough time to run out of the room. She didn't stop until she was outside in the cold winter air. She looked back at the house and saw the Wendigo staring at her through the window. Emily knew she had to find a way to defeat the creature and save her cousin Tyler. She remembered her aunt's stories about the Wendigo and how it was said that fire could defeat the creature. Emily quickly ran to the shed, searching for anything that could help her start a fire. As she rummaged through the shed, she heard a low growling sound behind her. Emily turned around to find the wendigo standing right behind her. The creature's eyes were filled with hunger, and Emily realized with horror that she was trapped. The wendigo lunged at her, and Emily stumbled backward, tripping over a pile of wood. The creature grabbed her by the leg, pulling her closer. Emily could feel its breath on her face, and she knew it was going to devour her. Suddenly, Emily felt a surge of energy. Emily took a deep breath and, with all her strength, kicked the creature in the groin. The Wendigo stumbled back, surprised and infuriated. Emily took advantage of the moment, grabbing a piece of wood and setting it on fire. She held the flaming stick out in front of her and the wendigo backed away, its eyes filled with fear and hate. She knew she had to keep the creature at bay until she could figure out a way to defeat it. She ran towards the forest, with the creature chasing after her. Emily could hear its growls getting closer and closer, and she knew she was running out of time. As she reached the edge of the forest... Emily remembered reading stories that the Wendigo could be defeated with silver. She had no idea where to find a silver object in the forest, but she knew she had to try. Emily continued to run with the Wendigo close behind her. She could feel its breath on her neck and she knew it was getting closer. Then, with a stroke of luck, Emily remembered she had a silver barrette in her hair. Emily quickly reached to the back of her hair, unclasped the silver barrette. With her hair cascading down her back, she quickly turned around, pivoting, holding the barrette like a switchblade and facing the beast. The wendigo stopped in its tracks. Its eyes fixated on the barrette, gleaming in the moonlight. Emily saw her chance. And with all her strength, She plunged the barrette into the creature's neck as hard as she could. The wendigo stumbled back, bleeding and now stunned. The creature let out a deafening roar, and Emily could feel its hunger growing weaker as it bled. Emily fell to the ground and commanded the creature to let her cousin go and leave them alone. The wendigo let out a final howl and its body disintegrated into dust. Emily fell to the ground, exhausted but relieved. She had saved herself and her cousin Tyler from the grip of the Wendigo. Emily sat there for a while, catching her breath and trying to process what had just happened. She looked down at the silver barrette, now covered in dust and blood. As she sat there, Emily heard a soft whisper in her ear. It was a voice she recognized and it brought tears to her eyes. It was Tyler. Thank you, Emily, he whispered. You saved me. Emily looked up and saw a faint figure in the distance. She stood up, wiping the tears from her eyes and slowly walked towards it. As she got closer, the figure became clear until she saw Tyler's face, smiling at her. Is it really you? she asked. Unsure if it was a dream or if it was real. It's me, Tyler replied. I was trapped inside the Wendigo's body, but you freed me. Emily wrapped her arms around Tyler, holding him tight. She couldn't believe it. Her cousin, who had been missing for a year, was alive and well, thanks to her bravery. As they walked back to the house, Emily couldn't help but feel a sense of relief. The wendigo was gone, and Tyler was back. She knew that the nightmares would continue to haunt her for a while, but at least she wasn't alone anymore. When they reached the house, Emily saw that the neighbors had gathered around. They had heard the commotion and had come outside to investigate. Emily explained everything that had happened and showed them the lucky silver barrette. A barrette? that had saved both her and Tyler. As the days went by, Emily and Tyler grew closer. They talked about everything that had happened, and Emily shared her nightmares with Tyler. He listened patiently and offered her comfort and support. Emily knew that she would never forget the terror she had felt during those long, dark nights. She had also come to terms with her own guilt and shame realizing that the incident with the forest fire had been an accident and that she was not to blame for it. In doing so, she had robbed the Wendigo of its power over her and she had emerged stronger and more resilient than ever before. The End Thanks for listening to Campfire Creatures. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support and grow our channel, please subscribe. And leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Campfire Creatures and get more content, check out campfirecreatures.com. And remember, keep the fire lit.